Good evening and welcome to episode 5 of the 2019 Vegan Hour. Thank you for joining us and tonight I am talking to Robin Tudor from Empower Total Health. Welcome along Robin. Thanks so much for inviting me Harry. It's my pleasure. We're going to have a really fantastic discussion tonight because Robin knows so much about uh, health, lifestyle and, and just Get, getting us up to speed and being able to be happier and healthier. So we're going to have a really, really interesting discussion tonight, and I hope that uh, we have some good questions coming in as well. Send your questions. Send please. your questions in, guys, because it's, because Robin's going to be able to answer them. I've been having a great discussion with her before we went live, and yeah, she knows her shizzle. So <laughs> <laughs> now the Vegan Hour is presented. You can see in the background there by Vegan Frothers who do cruelty-free clothing and all the profits go to Animal Sanctuary. So please support my sponsors, Vegan Frothers. Also, Sess Vegan Home Delivered Pies. Now that you're living on the Gold Coast, you can get... I have not tried these. You have... Oh, you have got to get in there and try What have that. I been missing I mean, out you, on? You, you just... Well, go and order something right. and find out. All okay. right, um, <laughs> unfortunately, we haven't got any tonight to share with you. So. Darn. <laughs> and uh, so, um, so uh, Vegan Frothers, Sess Vegan Pies, and also Simian Natural Food Products, which are natural and which you can get in Coles and Woolies Australia-wide. So, uh, let's just have a quick look also at some of the events coming up um, this week and on the weekend before we get the tonight show underway. So tomorrow, if you're on the Gold Coast and um, if you love really good vegan food, there's a, BKA Vegan, which has become one of my favorite vegan restaurants in Burley here. Have you? You're spoiled for choice here, uh, we, aren't you? Are we? Are we spoiled? Compared I mean, to Sydney. Yes. Like, well, this, is, this is just paradise. It is. It is. I mean, you've been here, what, two months? Two months, yeah. yes. And, and, and this is much better? Oh, yeah. in, 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 in terms of just sheer availability and so many places having yeah. vegan menus or places yes. that are all vegan, vegan. Yeah. it's it just, just brilliant. I'm just, loving it's it. It's the only reason I stay here. I'm loving um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's loving it. So um, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, 20th of March, BKA Vegan, is the, they're calling it a bowling night. It starts from 5 p.m. and you can get burger bowls, curry bowls, Mexican bowls, all for only $12. I get so it. You get it's it? not like yeah. bowling. It's not like bowling. No, they're not okay. going to be bowling through the, through right. the place. So, right. so go, I may even be there because it's hard to keep me away from good vegan food. <laughs> um, also, this Saturday, a couple of events coming up. My group, Vegan Life, with close to a thousand members, is having our uh, monthly vegan luck in the park. We're actually going to be at Ashmore Botanical Gardens, which are absolutely beautiful. Uh, so you can come along, you can bring vegan food to share. That's from 12 noon, so that's this Saturday, the 23rd of March. But also, this Saturday is the New South Wales elections, and the Animal Justice Party needs your support. So you can actually go along as a volunteer and support, hand, hand out the, uh, the how to vote cards at the, at the polling booths. So um, look for the Animal Justice Party uh, representative in your area and uh, volunteer, go along and help them because, uh, because you'll be helping the animals. So uh, that's this that's this Saturday. Yeah. Good to see the AJP is on the rise. The, uh, it is, yeah. Actually coming up I'll be uh, uh, interviewing some more, like in future episodes uh, this year, I'll be interviewing some more AJP candidates as I have done in the past. So um, that'll be coming up in the near future. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's all the formalities out of the road. I can see we've got a few people who've come, come on there and are watching, so that's great. Thanks, guys. If you missed the introduction, I've got Robin Tudor from Empower Total Health. And just to sort of uh, give an idea, a little bit of a foundation of who Robin is, uh, Robin is actually a nutritionist, counsellor and certified lifestyle medicine practitioner and you have been vegetarian since the age of 15 yes. and you've also been vegan for the last 14 years, 14 years. which is yes. fantastic yes. And, and apart from that it's obvious that talking to Robin tonight before we went live that she has incredible knowledge when it comes to health and lifestyle. She integrates it all together hence the term uh, integrative medicine I guess. Is that uh, is there it's a slightly different from lifestyle medicine. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll stick yeah. with it. She integrates the lifestyle medicine together. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, that's that's enough from me. Robin, I want to find out. Um, I want you to just tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah. and, and this whole um, sort of uh, interest uh, that you have in, in helping people and how you've been able to help people and all that. I'll give you the floor. You take it, you take it anywhere you want. But basically, can you start us with 
um, why you went vegetarian at 15 because yeah. I think that's an important start. So. Yeah, yeah. So I had always thought of myself as an animal lover when, when I was a kid. And yeah. I, I mean, I think most children just intrinsically relate to animals. And I was, I, I can actually remember the moment. Yeah. I, I was in my bedroom, <laughs> it was, I was 15 years old. Yeah. And if memory serves me correctly, this, this bit may be a little, little bit fuzzy, but I know I was a, a youth member of the RSPCA. Oh, yeah. okay. And okay, they yes. had this magazine, I don't know if it's still yeah. around, it was called Wagley. Oh. And I was reading the magazine. Now, as you know, the RSPCA is not exactly a pro-vegan organisation. They do they do some good work and I they, won't knock they, them. There are areas that they do good work in. Yes, but yeah. there, there are some gaps there. And so yeah. it wasn't that they were pushing some vegan message, right? So I'm flicking yeah. through this magazine and thinking, I'm such an animal lover, you know? Like, mm. And then it suddenly occurred to me, wait a minute, there are animals that I eat. Like, how does that work? How do you call yourself an animal lover if you're like, love the dogs and the pet mice and the cats and the birds and all the rest of it, but you eat cows? And it's it like, just clicked. It, it just clicked. Just in a moment, like just, it, it was just yeah. a moment. Like yeah. there, was, there was no conversation. Yeah. There was no, yeah. It was just yeah. suddenly it occurred yeah. to me that I was a giant whopping hypocrite. Wow. And that there was really yeah. only way, one way to yeah. resolve that that yeah. sense of, of just you know moral discomfort that had suddenly hit me, and that was to stop sticking my fork in the rear end of animals. <laughs> now yeah. I wish I could say that it was instantaneous from that point. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, yeah. I still liked the taste of meat back ah, in the day. Okay, so you were still, still you were conditioned at that point. Oh, I was seriously yes. conditioned. Yes. I, I was, yes. and so you yeah. know, I'd smell it cooking, and my, ah. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd waver. Yeah. And so, just over the course of several months, though, mm. I, I, I gradually just ate less and less and less, and then I didn't, I never said anything to my parents, right? Ah. But eventually, they noticed that the dog was hanging around me an awful lot at dinner time, <laughs> and so I was like cutting up the meat. <laughs> Feeding the dog. <laughs> and when I realised, I think my daughter's only eaten, you know, potatoes and peas and broccoli for the last couple of weeks. Maybe we should kind of ask about this. And I said, um, actually, Mum, I, I, I'm, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> to her was, eternal, there a, was there a stunned silence? Well, to her eternal credit, she, yeah. she didn't have a flip out. And she, her parents were actually both Seventh-day Adventists. Ah. Um, and so her, her grandfather so her was parents, a lifelong. Her, yeah, my yeah. mum's parents were seven days. So they had been vegetarians. Well, her mother had not. She she sort of stayed within the church, but she left that that teaching. But but my grandfather, who actually died before I was born, I never yeah. met him. But he was vegetarian his whole life. He was like a bicycle riding, mm. non-smoking, mm. non-drinking mm. vegetarian Seventh Day Adventist. Wow. If he hadn't been killed in a car accident, we'd probably still be with us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so so it didn't really phase her, and she just went, oh, okay, well, vegetarian. Just buy your sanitarium products then, and so. Which that, coincidentally is a Seventh Day Adventist uh, or was a company. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Absolutely. And so it was all yeah. you know back 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 in those days. It was it was nothing. The stuff that looked oh. a lot like Oh my god. Oh, actually, you are bringing back not particularly Bad good memories. memories. You'd so open sorry. the can and go, oh, that that doesn't smell good. Like and then, and then you try it. It was, guess right, it was grain. It was just like. And rubbery. What, 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 what was, anyone know what nutline was made from? What it was, was it peanuts. Made from? It was actually peanut protein. Go figure Was it like, peanuts? I don't know how they made it look like pal, but. Um... It really did. That's the best description I've heard of nutline. <laughs> I've had to have therapy to, to get away from remembering it. I've just re traumatized you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. The other one they had was nut meat. Which nut was, meat. Which it was, was, it was better. That was edible. Yeah. Yeah, nut meat was like you had it once a year if, you, if it was bad, but nut yeah. meat you could actually eat it weekly if you had yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I kind of lived on that, and, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't get the whole dairy and egg thing mm. at the time. That that was okay. not on my radar, and I mean, this was. 1986-87 when I was making my transition and so you know obviously there was no internet the number of books is pretty limited it's true. back in the day I had to go to a library <laughs> so, yes kiddies, we had to go to libraries <laughs> I know right anyone under the age of 100 watching you might know what that is but you know <laughs> they had card catalogs <laughs> I, it's, it's just, 
<laughs> I know. I still wonder what we did before the internet, but that's what we did, that's folks. That's what we did. That's what we did. So, yeah. so there was just, what I'm saying is there's very limited um, information. Yes, it was. And so I didn't understand that the dairy industry was probably ethically even worse than, than certainly the beef cattle yes. industry, like on yeah. par with, with, with factory farm piggeries and so yeah. forth. Um, yeah. So I, I stayed with the eggs and the dairy, and um, I'll, I'll compress the next part of the story. It involves yeah. my, my dad being diagnosed with multiple lifestyle-related illnesses. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, gastroesophageal reflux disease, gallstones. Eventually, I think I was in my... I was in my late teens when he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes mm. and he ended up on insulin and yeah. just, just in really, really bad shape. So I had, also I must say I, I did vegetarianism spectacularly badly as, as, as I've mentioned. Um, so I kind of... <laughs> Lots of sanitary products. And not that much in the way of fruit and veg. Right. So I, I gained weight, which is that like... Yeah, what's like, that about? Yeah, yeah. Vegetarian how vegetarian could you? Yes. And my, my skin was terrible, which uh, I now know is the dairy. Right. Um, yes. And my. Okay, can we talk constipation? I mean, oh, is, that, is that okay? Yeah, well, we can. I mean, you know, we're a mature audience, aren't we? <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> I actually ended up in the emergency room oh, at the local hospital one time really? with a, what they suspected was was um, was a, an ectopic pregnancy, and I'm like, don't you have to have actually had sex for that? <laughs> Unless it's divine intervention. Well, I, I, I didn't think I qualified for um, you know for for immaculate conception. <laughs> That's you know, what so. I was trying to think of. Yeah, immaculate conception. <laughs> but anyway, so so it turned out that I was just really horrendously constipated. Wow. I mean, so so sorry, too much wow. information. No, but it's actually relevant because um, I know a lot of vegetarians, and and I've, I've seen over the years some very very unhealthy vegetarians. Oh heck yeah! Know, well, because... I was I was one of them, hundred yeah. percent. So between my did, own health challenges, sorry, go on. Well, did you when you went vegetarian? Did you actually maybe because you cut out the meat? Did you replace it with more dairy? Was that oh, that? yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was eating more dairy and more eggs. And that was partly mm. my parents going, where will she get a protein? Uh, because, uh, I mean, yeah. that was still a question back mm, then. Mm. So it's not just now that everyone's driving you bonkers with that question. Yeah. That was it's, a question back then. It, it was. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I probably ate more dairy and yeah. and um, probably probably more eggs, I would say, as well. Um, there were mm. several vegetarian really? quiches were another bit, oh, of, a, bit of a staple yes. food. Oh, yes, yeah. um, so. And so my health was going downhill. My dad was diagnosed with these lifestyle diseases and I... Um, there, there, were, there was a series of events which I won't bore your audience with, but eventually <laughs> I ended up enrolling in, in, in naturopathic college. So I was, I was 19. That's cool. And my very first nutrition lecture um, was was a game changer because yeah. the lecturer, like normally when you study nutrition um, in these colleges, it's not the nutrition that you would think it is. Like it's not really about food. It's about individual nutrients. It's a very reductionist model. Vitamins, minerals, you know, right. supplement this and, and powder that and whatever the hell. Right. Um, but my first lecturer was from the natural hygiene school. And, and so when he taught nutrition, <laughs> he spoke about food. Interesting. Oh, it was. Yes, it was. And yes. so he blew but, my mind. Like, I was riveted. And from, from that first lecture, I realized I'd been doing my vegetarian diet so badly wrong. wrong. Yeah. So he spoke about food in a way that was actually um, correct. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Good. And, and Good. so okay. he was talking about yeah. you know, nutrition as in uh, food patterns right as opposed to individual nutrients and he also took it out beyond just the food you know he emphasized the role of exercise and rest and sleep in terms of yes. ensuring that we're properly nourished you know because a, a body that moves more utilizes food better so mm. that was mm. that yes. was just fantastic that was my yeah. groundwork and yeah. and from then on i mean naturopathy is very much pills and potions right it's right. And, and i'm not going to say there's no value in that i i do i do still prescribe herbal medicines at times um i'm not i'm not against nutritional supplements when there's a clear indication from them but yeah. it cannot be the basis the, of health recovery it cannot right. be okay. because no one ever got sick from a deficiency of echinacea Right. <laughs> That's an interesting statement, <laughs> and it would make a good meme. <laughs> so you want to meme that? Yeah. So, so the reason that you get sick is not because you didn't, you know, you had a deficiency of homeopathic remedies, mm. or you know, you didn't have the right bark flower remedy, or whatever. Mm, right. right. The yeah. reason you got sick is because of the way that, uh, well, the way that you've been living, and also the exposures yeah. that you have, some of which are beyond your control. Yeah, as in environmental toxins or yeah, something. Yeah, that's it. Yes. That's it. And even yeah. things like noise pollution and light pollution. 
Get, again, really which think sort of fits into the environmental um, yeah. aspect of it. Uh, totally, to some extent. totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so we so. we get sick for reasons. If we want to get well again, we need to understand why we got sick in the first place. Yeah. Is that difficult to um, discern or, or in investigate sometimes? <laughs> it's, it's not always possible to pin down exact causes for things, but, yeah. but I, I do, I mean, when I see clients, I, I do a really detailed history. In fact, there's a form they fill in before I even yes. see them. Good. Because so, I yeah. want to know the background. Yes. And I can usually yeah. piece the story together as to how they got in the mess they're in now. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it has to be said, it goes right back to in the womb. Like if your mum was smoking well, when she was pregnant with you, yeah. or even yeah. if she was doing the yeah. best to live a healthy life, but, yeah. but she got an infection and then she had antibiotics when in late pregnancy look that affects people wow and and you can wow. end up with with lifelong consequences from that and wow. a lot of those are um, improvable not always yeah. completely solved okay but there's an interesting th thought that's occurred to me there that see that's something that's sort of out of a person's control it is. isn't it yes so really yes. I mean how do you address something that's out of your control because it's not you couldn't you couldn't really call it a lifestyle Thing in that you lived your life that way. This yeah. is something that was happening, you know, prior to your birth. Yes, so sometimes even prior to your conception. Yeah. Wow. So, so, that, so that's where yeah. you know sometimes supplements, carefully chosen, um, can actually can, help can, a person like okay. that, or, okay. yeah. or like in that particular case, you know, probiotics and that sort of thing. What about the dealing with? Uh, I don't know if it'd be the right way of saying, it, but what about dealing with the psychological side of it? It's like okay, Such I had no control over this. How do I now accept the fact yeah. that I couldn't have done um, anything about it? And, and just, just a side note on, on, on that too is that mm. some people have to work a lot harder to be healthy. Yes. And that and that yeah. is that's just it's, a reality. Some people are very yeah. genetically gifted. Some people have just had an extraordinarily good start. Yes. And, and they can get away with a heck of a lot of self abuse. Yes. Yeah. Like, I've, um, I've seen. Oh, everyone's yeah. got a great uncle Harry, right? You know, yeah. great uncle Harry. Yeah. And it's not me. Drank a bottle of Jim. Not this yeah. Harry. Not this Harry. Drank a bottle of Jim Beam a day. Smoked yeah. a pack of camels. Yeah. Um, ate yeah. bacon for breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner. Never got off the couch, and and kicks yeah. on to ninety five. Now he's not necessarily <laughs> in great shape. No, uh, but, but he's it, you know he manages to live a ludicrously long life despite <laughs> you know really systematic self abuse. Yeah, and then you get people who just put one foot off the path and and you know it's like God points the big finger yeah. at them and says you screwed up now you yeah, get punished. It's your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that can be really psychologically hard for people to deal with yeah. because I have a lot of clients who like I go through their food journal. It's darn near perfect. Yeah. They meditate. They do yoga, right? right. And, and and yet they're still sick and that. That's yeah. that's it's just a bummer. It, it almost and, so what it feels unfair for them, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it is. Yes. But yeah. I mean, here's the yeah. news, folks. Life yeah. is not fair. So, but but yeah, I mean, and, and sorry that sorry if that sounded harsh, but yeah. seriously not. Yes. And, and so that's yeah. where that's where you know sometimes um like you just got to work through that psychological uh, yeah. barrier that, that people yeah. have, where they sort of say you know oh Lord why me? <laughs> All my friends go out and you know drink and smoke and eat crap, yes. and here's me eating health food and I'm still yeah. not well. Yep. And then in addition to that, not only is the person trying to live their life healthily, but they've got their mates that are that are living their life haphazardly coming up and going, ha, 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 yeah. pointing their finger, yeah. and, and you feel like you're up against it. Yeah, look at you eating your chickpeas salad, yeah. um, and, and, and here's me, you know, smashing burgers and whatnot, and, and, and look at me, I'm fine. And, and yes, on the outside, eventually. Who can relate Who can relate to that? Who's personally experienced that, or, or knows somebody that's personally experienced it? I, I think m myself, I can relate to that, you know, mm. because then if you've had a really long vegan journey, you're likely to have come up against friends that are somehow defying the odds with living oh, their yes. life haphazardly oh, and then yes. tormenting you yeah. because you're such a saint. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? that's right. And that's it's like, right. thanks, I really needed that. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, um, I mean, look, getting people to change that's mm. that's the hardest they have thing. to want to change but yeah it's very easy to explain how to eat for health i mean mm. did you want to hear it? eat fruits vegetables mm. whole grains legumes mm. if you don't have a weight problem or yeah. existing heart disease include some nuts and seeds right get regular exercise get to bed on time cultivate yeah. healthy social relationships and do something about you know the toxic voices in your head there you go is that 30 seconds <laughs> 
That's what you need to do. There it is. Healthy. Show's over. Thanks for watching. Yeah. All right. Bye. No. Um, so, so it's very, it, it's, it's a very simple message, yes. but simple isn't easy. So to right. implement what we know to be true, yeah. that that takes a lot of work. It does. It does. And what? Why? I already know the answer to the question, this question. But why is it so difficult for some of us, or for a lot of us, to actually? Embrace that to take that challenge on. Why is it so difficult? Oh, I think it's really scary to take responsibility for your life. It's yeah. really scary yeah. to sort of grow up and, and be an adult. And you say, have to be in a lot of pain, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, see, that's really interesting. Mm. That, that's a question that I'm absolutely intrigued by. Mm. Like, what is it that yeah. allows one person to change when they get a fairly minor nudge? Right. Right. So yes. I've, I've, I've had people in my practice who didn't have anything really serious going on. Like, maybe they had some hay fever that was pretty okay. irritating. Yeah. Maybe a lot of them, it was like, you know, their mum got diagnosed with breast cancer or their, their best friend from school had a heart attack and they kind of went whoa yeah. but they didn't have major pain themselves and they change and then you get others who um, like they they have they have really serious diagnoses that yeah. they've been told you've got three blocked coronary arteries oh. and all this sort of stuff and they're like but I but but bacon yeah and you kind of go uh, yeah. you choose bacon <laughs> or life right. um, yeah. okay <laughs> you choose bacon I what do I do? Like that's yeah. that's what well, you're an adult. I mean, you can you can possibly lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Yeah, can you? exactly. And, that's and so, that's right. So, but but I mean, it does fascinate me, and and I've really come to the conclusion that that what makes the difference between people, it, it isn't really the degree of suffering, because yeah, mm. some people will, will cop extraordinary amount uh, amounts of suffering and, and, yeah. and, and not change their course. Yeah. Um, it comes down to to people's self identity, whether they see themselves yeah. as. Um, number one, worthy of change. Um, so for people who, I, I see a lot of people with a history of abuse. Yes. And the big problem yes. with them yeah. is really feeling worthy of, yes. of living in a healthy body. Whether yes. that's like they're struggling with their weight and they don't yes. believe they deserve to, to be slim or they're just struggling with a lot of health issues, this but is... they put everyone else first. And, yes. Yeah, and they, don't, yeah. They, 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 feel like they feel guilty if they take care of themselves. Yes. And it's, it's, I've, I've known a few people that were very, very good at, at living their life that way yeah. to the point where they got so sick yep. that they actually had to, well, one person I think of, had to actually withdraw from society and spend considerable amount of time getting her life back together. Wow, you know, because, because, yeah, it's it's really like you get to the point where, well, if I can't go much longer, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Yes. Know? I just want to, yes. um, uh, Lisa yeah. says, watching vegan document, uh, docs, uh, documentaries like What the Hell, Turn me vegan oh. overnight. And um, before before what the health it was yeah. forks over knives. Yes, I know. Forks over knives brought yes. so many people yeah. to, to see yes. me. Oh did they, it? Yeah. Because oh. they watched that and they said, Oh my god, I'm yeah. in. But yeah. what what do I eat? Right. <laughs> and isn't that fantastic? Because the statistics show that the, the the thing, the catalyst for most people to improve their health and to look at veganism is documentaries yeah. and personal recommendations from and friends and family. Absolutely. So, those yeah. documentaries, they are so powerful. And I think also for those of you who are frustrated that, you know, your friends and family aren't listening, stop talking at them and just send them a link to a documentary because yeah. they can't yeah. hear it from you. Yes, um, they can't you know, hear your family, it. Your friends right. they can't they, they're just yes. like mm, yeah um, it doesn't go in yeah but if you share a documentary that's someone else talking to them yeah. and, and they can often hear it not always um, but, but more often. Lisa also says I want to prevent illness not get sick then try to fix it oh, yes. yeah I'm with you I'm with you Lisa yeah, yeah 100% it's so, so much better to prevent it <laughs> definitely I mean there's a wisdom in that isn't there but yeah. see now we sort of went off track a little bit because we were talking about your foundation, you know. Yes, your, your, sorry. And which is which is fine. Isn't it? I mean, it's great. It's all part of who you are and how you help people, which is fantastic. Um, and there was a very fascinating uh, topic that we're talking about there about self abuse and, and self worthiness. Yeah. That. And yeah. I want to explore that a, a, a bit more as well. We might come back to that because yeah. because that is the psychology behind that I find interesting. And you would actually also, I think, be able to help a lot there because you're also a counsellor. Yes. 
I'd, um, so I did my four-year diploma of naturopathy. I started my practice in 1995 when I was 23, which kind of makes me laugh now. Because <laughs> I don't know if I would have taken this seriously back then. <laughs> Isn't it funny when we think back? You know, I probably looked like I was barely out of high school, you know. Yeah. Like, who on earth... Listen to a 23-year-old. I mean, you know, but you had you had great intentions and you wanted I, I, to I did, but I got good results from the get-go. Um, right. But but I did yeah. realise, like about two years into practice, I realised, hang on a minute, I I I know, I I, I know about how people get sick. Like I know I know what causes that. I know what advice to give them to get well again, but it's not that simple, right? So, right. so there's something missing. And what was missing in my um, education in terms of naturopathy was like how to help people change. Um, so I went to, to uh, I studied, a, I did a graduate diploma of counselling, which was another year's, another two years full-time, uh, part-time, sorry, while I was practising full-time. Okay. Well, and yeah. that, that provided some of the pieces to, to the puzzle. Right, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not, not as much as I wanted. Uh, several years later, I stumbled across, actually it was after my daughter was born, it was some yeah. years later. Yeah. No, so sorry, I missed a bit. In the meantime, <laughs> I went back to uni and did my Bachelor of Health Science again studying part-time while working full-time in the midst of that I you fell had... pregnant with my son <laughs> because because she wasn't already doing enough that's you know? right that's right I just didn't have enough plates spinning that's, I thought I'd right. throw yeah. a few let's, more let's have some kids as well yeah yeah, yeah. throw some kids into the mix yeah. and and then I actually I gave birth to my daughter two weeks after I did my final exam <laughs> in, in health science in health science yeah. wow yeah. And then, then came EFT and Matrix reimprinting. Then I went back to uni and did my my honours degree at Edith Cowan. Wow! So, so you've done EFT as well? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, which is fantastic. the most amazing tool yes, change. Yes, I absolutely. I must that. get personally. I must get back in it because I I was doing it like religiously years yeah. ago when I first heard yeah. of it and just drifted out of it. It but is. I used to always do that. Such a potent. I was always doing the tapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, so. it, like if you've got blocks to change, that yeah. is one of the, one of the best ways. Ways yeah. to move through those blocks. Yeah. And, and if you've got trauma, matrix reimprinting is just—it's—it's it's a gift. I just must do a shout out to Adam Guthrie from I Feel Good Magazine, who is watching. Thank Hello, you for watching. Hello, Adam. Have you know Adam? Yeah, yes, Adam yeah, and great. I are friends. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yes, good bloke. Go back a long um, time. Good bloke. And, yeah. and actually, uh, Damien Turner from—well, um, he's from Garden of Vegan, and also from Vegan Isle uh, is watching as well. Thanks for watching, Damien. But uh, yeah, Adam actually did a uh, workshop, a plant-based cooking workshop I last. Know. Tuesday of last week I know, I was at VKA Sydney Vegan. that night, or I would so, have gone for sure. And it had a good, it had a good attendance. I think about nineteen people That's went along there. So good on you, Adam. Veganizing the world. Yeah, veganizing the world, and it's happening. It's, one, it's happening. one, one, one recipe at a time. It's a way to That's do, how it. We do it. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 one very good, effective way of doing it. I agree. It. Yeah. 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 So um, okay, so. <laughs> With, I mean, I'm thinking of all the qualifications you've got from health science to EFT to counsellor <laughs> to nutritionist. Um, and do we add in there lifestyle medicine practitioners? Yeah, well, well that, yeah. that was my... Uh, so, so, let me see. Um, I'd because you didn't have enough. <laughs> no, no, I, I submitted my thesis. No, that's right. I was in the final throes of, of editing of the of editing my thesis for the honours degree, yeah. and I noticed that the Australasian Society of Lifestyle Medicine had were running exams for the very first certification of lifestyle medicine practitioners in Australia. Okay. So I signed up for that. I got my thesis in and I had four weeks to study the lifestyle medicine curriculum and, and pass. That should have been easy for you. It's like the worst exam I've ever sat in my life. It was just murderous. Really? So I walked out of there going, oh my God. And then okay. I, was, I was like, it was the first exam I've ever walked out of thinking, I think I might have failed. Oh. So I was like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Oh. Next, next month or so. But obviously you had I passed. I passed. Of course you passed. Yeah, so I was in the first cohort of, of, of Australian practitioners who, um, uh, this is a, an international qualification. It's, it's um, Board certification is not a term that's used a lot in Australia. It's more of a US term, but it's starting right. to creep over here. So it basically means you, yeah, you, you, you've, you've gone through the curriculum, you've sat this monster exam and you're yeah. now certified as a lifestyle medicine practitioner with these certain areas of competency in terms of helping people make change in their diet, 
getting their sleep sorted out, um, yeah. coaching them to, to start physical activity or round out their program if they're already doing it. Did I mention sleep? Yeah, dealing with yeah, sleep yeah, issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then helping them with with you know build build just meaningful social connections mm. and um mm. and, and just deal with with those those blocks and barriers to change. Mm. Yeah. So um, all of these uh, areas of expertise of yours, they all come into play when somebody if I come to you and I say, you know, I'm um, I don't know, I'm having some issue. I can't think yeah. of any because yeah. you know I'm Harry. I don't have any issues. But... <laughs> he, he has no issues. <laughs> he has. I have no issues. Oh, hang on. I'll come to you and I say, look, all my hair's falling out. Yeah. Can... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found one. Yeah, like, um... I probably can't help you there. I've got to be no, honest. no. You'll say something like, stop shaving it every day, and I go, ah, <laughs> ah, that might be it. Deal with the cause. <laughs> Deal yeah. with the cause. That's right. But but talking to you before we went live, um, one of the things that that became obvious is that um, you're looking at the. The behind the scenes of how a person's got to where they are now, right? Yeah, because exactly. because originally when you came from that naturopathic uh, standpoint, it was it really wasn't getting to it, wasn't no, it? No, it know? really wasn't. And then adding in counselling, as you were saying, adding in counselling was was giving a bit more understanding to where the person's coming from. But really, you've you've added in a whole heap of different areas there where you can sort of go, okay, I can see fairly clearly where you're coming from and I can help you Yes. if you want to be helped. It, yes, if, if you are willing to, because I mean, look, the, pra the, the practice of lifestyle medicine is very different to, to regular medicine where it's like doctor up here, patient down there, mm. doctor, doctor says to patient, um, mm. you must take this medicine and you must do this and you must do that. With lifestyle medicine, like your, your peers, um, Good. It's, it's Good. much more yes. of a sort of collaborative relationship. Yeah, you're meeting them at the same level. Yeah. So, so, you know, my, my partner is to provide the knowledge of how they how they got into the state that they're in, whether it's their mm. rheumatoid arthritis mm. or their high blood pressure or their diabetes mm. or their acne, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. My job is to explain yeah. the causes of that yeah. and then figure out with them, okay, so how do we... You know, how do we address each of these areas of, of your lifestyle that have contributed to this? Mm. But it's not me saying you will do this. It's us yeah. working collaboratively yeah. on yeah. a plan yeah. and then me coaching you to, to implement that plan. And then, you know, when there are blocks to implementation, it's not, oh, you messed up, you know, you're sacked now. It's, right. all right, let's sit down and yes, figure and out, out, you know, yeah. why, why, um, what, what was the hurdle that you couldn't make it over, you know? Right. <laughs> and, let, and let's figure out so how that, to get you over that. That's very supportive, isn't it? And, yeah. in, and in that support, the person feels empowered, hence Empower total health. Total health. <laughs> yes. That's it. Big Funny yeah, how that comes together, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So that's good because yeah. because we're we're educating the person, we're we're um, encouraging them. These are and this doesn't just apply, does it? In in your this is this should be how we live our lives in our connection with people day to day. Yeah. In everything in every connection we can. And have, that isn't it? look a big thing that I've noticed is that when people reach that point where they start taking charge of their lives, mm. okay, that's mm. the first. Point project mm. but then they start making better and more empowered decisions in every area of yes. life so yes. they start they start drawing boundaries with toxic relationships I, they you know they quit that job where they're being exploited or yeah. abused they, they, they get yeah. up the courage to to start that business they feel their or, worth yeah. this goes back to what we talked about earlier 100% yes. so so it's like taking charge of your physical health it's almost like it's that first portal to, to self-development yeah. and then there's a ripple effect beyond that so people just yeah. you know they, they don't just get physically healthier they get socially and emotionally yes. and psychologically healthier they become better people around mm. they they become a better uh, into better for society as well better better mm. with their family the whole the whole thing I mean, and I think also yeah. you know from a vegan point of view yeah. what I've seen so often is that you know people who come to me who really don't have any any kind of moral qualms about it eating animals like they, they've they, they've come to me for, for the health yeah. issue yeah but once they start eating plant-based yeah. so doors open yes. in their mind yes and yeah. I, I guess I've got yeah. two explanations for this actually Adam and I were chatting about this the other day yeah. on, on one level you might if you want to take the more spiritual level straight up right I think there's something to just not having dead animals in your body it just Definitely. opens up some channels Definitely. You know? it, 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 it automatically does it 
Yeah. But the other yeah. thing is that people have been brainwashed into thinking that eating animals is abhorrent, oh, Melanie mm. Joy's terminology, mm. normal, natural, and necessary. Right. And so there's kind of like a, a, a shutting down on, mm. on any messages that might come in that make the, them feel the contradict that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then once they realise, oh, hang on a minute, I actually yeah. don't need to eat meat or or you know dairy yeah. eggs or whatever i can be perfectly healthy without them in fact i can be healthier yes. then, then it's like oh now they can let in all of those thoughts about this is the way we treat animals this is what we're doing to the planet right so i was participating in that before and i didn't want to know about it i didn't want to know about the harm i was doing because you know there are some people who will go vegan and they'll say even if it's not good for my health i'll do it for the animals but most people won't yeah, that's true. Reality yeah. check. That, most people. So won't. that's what you've noticed that most people yeah. won't. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because, in your do you feel that's because most people are inherently selfish? Interested? Yeah. They're all selfish. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and look, let's yeah. let's let's be let's be realistic mm. about this. Mm. That's how we survived as a species. Yeah. You know, yeah. by having self-interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the, it, it, Yes, it's society has swung so far into the this, this selfish, yeah. selfie generation or whatever it. that it's just That's like. That's it. When, when, we were a, when we were a not terribly numerous species, mm. right, because the human population has exploded mm. into just mm. beyond all imagination mm. in the last couple of centuries. When we were a not very popular species, we could get away with being flagrantly self interested. Right. But there were so few of us that we weren't doing that much harm. Right. Now there's 7 billion of us. Yes. And our self-interest yeah. is, is yeah. choking the planet, you yeah. know, causing, I mean, we were just looking at your Facebook feed before about yeah. that, that, that dolphin species, like 10 individuals ten, left. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and that's, that's, that's us. Sort of, yeah, that's, that's what right. we're doing. It's what we're doing. And it's, it, it's, as you say, with the dolphins or with any, so many different areas that our selfishness is destroying. Yes. You know, it's just, and, and then ultimately it rebounds on us. It does, right. doesn't it? And We're digging our own graves. With our knives and forks, yes. With our, well yeah. said, with our knives and forks. <laughs> you like um, that one? That is fantastic. <laughs> that's a meme. That's a, that's a keeper. That's a meme. We're digging our own graves with our knives and forks. Quick, somebody write that down. Um, Mike <laughs> says, interesting, not sure of the topic as I came in late, but I have significantly, significantly increased my food intake the last three weeks and I'm spiking on my brain energy levels. Very weird. I guess that means... I'm not sure what spike, means. Spike, miking, uh, miking, Mike, sorry, <laughs> Mike is spiking. Mike, Mike is spiking. That's a, that should be another one. Uh, Mike, um, do you mean that you you really experience a positive uh, boost in your brain energy levels? Because that's how I take it, mm, I think. So yeah, Mike, I, if, if you... I, I presume uh, so. Yeah, if you want to come yeah. back to us on there. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, okay, so the psychology of change mm. and actually what's it we you you deal with behavior change or habit change it's habit the same change. habit change look i mean behavior is habit when you're talking yes. about health related behaviors they're habits people have people have bad habits that are keeping them sick they mm. need to drop those and, and, and cultivate good habits that are keeping them well mm. and and habit is is infinitely more powerful more powerful than willpower forget about willpower right. forget about um, yes. forget about sort of relying on willpower yes. what you want to do yeah. is habitualize your health promoting behaviors so that willpower actually becomes redundant you're not exercising it well, barely at all because yes. you're in such a strong habit groove that it wouldn't occur to you to not exercise so, or not meditate or not eat a salad for lunch so i've got two questions based on that one is um have you so i guess you've seen examples of, of people where they have all the willpower and the good intention and they're like yeah i'm going to do this and it lasts a couple of months oh, or right. a, couple of weeks. Oh, a couple of weeks <laughs> i see it on i see it on facebook all the yeah. time you know this is my new regime it's like okay i'm sorry guys but you know i've seen it so many times <laughs> you know, good luck yeah. because you're dealing against habitual yeah. um habitual habits yeah. that are going to your willpower is not going to be able to compete against so that's the first thing Yep, so this, so the second thing is then, how do you reach that point where you re-educate your habits, or, or yeah. More, you know, yeah, so that they, so that willpower is not a factor, so the habits are now new, healthier habits. Yeah, yeah. You so if, if you break down the structure of a habit, it's it's got three components. So I don't care whether we're talking about, you know, the habit of smoking, the habit mm. of exercise, like any any habit you want to right. talk about. So it could be a good habit or a bad habit. Could be a ba good habit or a bad right. habit, but there's there, there are three elements to it. There's a cue, there's a behavioral sequence, and there's a reward. Of course, okay? of course, so, yes. 
So, okay, you take smoking. Yeah. Um, the cue for smoking might be that it's lunch break or right. like, yeah. you know, because I spend such a lot of time on aeroplanes now commuting back and forth between Sydney and here. Um, one of the cues for a smoker is you get off the plane, you get through the terminal, you haven't had a ciggy for hours. You're starting to get a bit jittery. Yeah, you, you get yeah. out the front door yeah. and then you yeah. see a bunch of people going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you go, and like you're reaching for your smokes, right? So, so that's a cue. The behavioral sequence, okay, it's pretty mm. obvious, right? Mm. Pull out your cigarette, mm. light it up, mm. breathe deep. Um, mm. The reward, again, yeah. very obvious. Yeah. Nicotine, this is not an advertisement for smoking. Smoking yeah. is very bad for your health. Yes, <laughs> don't do it. Um, if you don't know that by now. I don't know where you think. But when yeah. nicotine hits your brain, yeah. man, you yeah. know, there, there are some very powerful uh, neurotransmitter ding, ding, dings that go right. off when nicotine okay. hits the okay. brain. So, so you are very rewarding. So you are getting a high, you're getting a hit. Yeah, right. totally, yes. okay. totally. As, um, as somebody who's never smoked or taken any drugs. Yeah. I still don't really understand that, yeah. but, I, but I understand what you're saying. Oh, never experienced because it. I mean, for yeah. most people, when they smoke their first cigarette, it's fully disgusting, right? Yes, I mean, it burns your lungs, it, yeah. it tastes revolting, you stink of it, but that nicotine, you know, yeah. that's powerful stuff on the brain. Is that a, um, I, I want to get to some comments here, because, yeah. but I also want to ask you a question about that. Um, so we've got two things happening at once here. Um, Mike is replying oh, to- Getting high. Getting high. Is that like on, a legal high? <laughs> he's getting a legal high <laughs> on um, fruit intake. And th you, you want to come across that. I'll come across that where people actually feel such incredible, especially if you're coming from a level where you've been like, uh, it's like you've had a nail in your foot the whole time. You just pulled and the you nail did, out, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and suddenly yeah. you're like, oh my God, the relief. So, I, I know, yeah, right? Like people get so used to a really substandard level of health. Yes. They literally do not know how good they can feel. Yes. And then when they switch to a healthy plant-based diet, it's like they feel better than they have since they were kids or like even, mm. you know, sometimes they don't even remember feeling like mm. when they were kids. And that would be like a high, as Mike is explaining yeah. here. He's, he's increased his fruit intake. Yeah. Suddenly, you know, you've got the good stuff going in there. You've got the good stuff going in and it's also squeezing out the bad stuff, yeah. right? So yeah. so I don't know what Mike was eating before, but but if he's kind of swapped out something not terribly healthy for fruit, he's yeah. going to be on fire. Yeah, you know? yeah. so that, that's, a, that's the only way to get high. That's fantastic. Yeah. High, high on life, high on fruit. Yeah. Isn't it? And isn't it fantastic that um, nature's ultimate fast food, which is fruit, uh, can have that effect? I love it. You know, and whereas compare that to you know what we're talking about with cigarettes and that, and people having yeah. such a dull level of health yeah. that they have to have something that is so incredibly unhealthy yeah, to try yeah, and get yeah. an unnatural high yes. that they're paying to kill themselves with. I was thinking about the other day, it just came in my head again because because I know quite a number, sadly, I, know, I have a lot of friends that smoke, sadly, yeah, yeah, and, and I just, and it still goes through my, when, I, when I'm aware that they're smoking, it goes through my head and I'm thinking, there is no logic to what you're doing. Mm. It and is they know so it. destructive. And they know it. And you are, and I had one of my friends quit smoking, right? Mm. And he, the money he saved, which is about $100 a week, wow. he has bought a new 40 something thousand dollar car yeah. with that money yeah. on, on a loan. It's like, yeah. fantastic. I'm yes. so, that is great. Yeah. That's logical to me. But yeah. so, okay, most people, when I talk to them about, well, when you talk to people about an addiction, because that's an addiction, mm. right? An unhealthy yep. addiction. Absolutely, yep. At some level, don't they know that it's they're not happy with it? Is that right oh, to say? At some 100%. level, right? But, but look, I mean, um, and you raise a really important point, right? Because these these substances of, of, of addiction, like like nicotine, but I would also like this is also true of of, of, of hyper palatable foods. Okay. okay? So yeah, so you know yeah. the foods that are really high in sugar, the foods that are high in fat, particularly the foods that are high in sugar and fat. And if you throw salt in, it's like the yeah. perfect storm. Yeah. So these have a drug like effect on the brain. And That's why I love them. Yeah, <laughs> they don't love you back. I'm sorry, no. it's unrequited love. Yes, it's gonna break your heart. Damn um, it. Yeah, it sucks, eh? Um, but you know, they we have you know obviously our brains are set up to to reward us when we eat because it's basic survival behaviour. Yes, but that 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 reward system is sort of calibrated to caloric density. So like, right. and and a hundred thousand years ago, it made perfect yeah. sense, right? Yeah. So you know, yeah. um, Stone Age Grog was his yeah. brain was gonna was gonna give him a lot more kind of you know brain doggy biscuits for, for eating something calorie dense 
So, you know, for example, if Grug was stuck with eating leaves a lot yes. of the time, well, you get a little bit of dopamine from eating leaves. Right. But if you find some ripe fruit, that's more calorie dense. Yep. So Grug's brain goes, good job, Grug. You know, nice big jolt of dopamine there. But if Grug finds something even more calorie dense, yeah. his brain goes, hit the jackpot, buddy. <laughs> right? And it locks it in. Right. So Grug remembers where, where that where that calorie dense food source was yeah. um, because his brain just gave him such a hit wow. for that. And so yeah. he's now going to remember that. He's also going to remember how good it felt to consume yeah. that thing. Great for Grug, yeah. right? Yeah. Grug lives yeah. through the next food shortage because Grug's brain is really tuned to finding calorie dense food. Not great for modern day Harry or Robin yes. or anyone else any, because the calorie dense food is yes. everywhere. And then there's yeah. the booze and the smokes and the, you know, yeah. Yeah. somewhat less legal stuff and you yes. know where I'm going with yes. this, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's like our brains fool us. Our brains fool us into thinking that, that the bad things that we're doing are actually good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. going back to somebody with a destructive habit like yeah. smoking, yeah. Um, is it the the addiction to it is it psychological is it is it chemical it's, is both. It a com it's a combination it's definitely both right yeah i mean in the case of nicotine it's very very straightforward that stuff yeah. is chemically addictive chemically addictive. but yeah. more to the point it's like that person has learned to use cigarettes as as, as a crutch as a crutch and yes so when, yeah. when they're when they're socially anxious when yes. they're when they're upset yes. when they're yes. angry they're going to yes. have smoke which means yeah. they never they they, they don't they, learn any other strategies that's right they don't they don't face they keep running from yeah. And I would say, Something. like, if you're thinking about rewards, there, there's some fairly basic, and I'm talking about rewards on a brain level here, yeah, right? So, yeah. so there are some fairly basic um, things that we get rewarded for. Yeah. Uh, we, we get rewarded for by our brains, I mean, for for behaviours that perpetuate our lives and perpetuate the species. So, biologists yeah. call them the two Fs. One is yeah. feeding, and the other thing starts with F. Um, fruit. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so, so, yeah, feeding so keeps you alive. Alive, and the other yes. thing that starts with F keeps the species alive. So of it course. makes sense yeah. that organisms' brains will reward them for, for yes. know, these, these behaviors. Yes. Yeah. But the other thing that we get a big old brain reward for, especially us humans, yeah. is meaningful social connection. Yes. That really lights up the human brain. So that smoker, when, when they're socially anxious and they don't know how to interact, right, and they go and have a puff of a cigarette, they get that false high from the nicotine and they don't learn how to get the real high from the genuine, you know, meaningful social connection so does that mean that they don't genuinely connect they have a lot of trouble with it it's yeah. what drives uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to universalize yeah. but I've spoken yeah. to plenty of smokers and yeah. most of them say I started smoking because I was socially anxious yeah and also I th I'm thinking that alcohol comes in there as well doesn't it how what many they people do you know who can't go to a party without getting a skinful first yes Dutch courage yeah that's it yes that's yeah. it and uh, yeah. it actually as a non-drinker myself um, it's still I'm still becoming aware of just how prevalent that is Man, even even weird. today even decades yeah. decades and decades and decades of knowing people that drink I never realized just how prevalent it was yes. for people to have to do it in yes. order to be able to, to go out and and That's socialize or whatever it's yeah. like Wow, really? Yeah. Yep. You know? And of course, it, it, it's a loser. It's illusory because I mean, mm. how much meaningful social contact yeah. connection can you make when when you're? So yeah. really, you're again with like with the cigarettes. You're not really connecting. Yeah. You're sort of. It's 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 having the opposite effect. It's having the opposite effect. Yeah. You you yeah. think you yeah. think that you're the life of the party. You yeah. think you're the funniest thing ever, and everyone else is going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, meanwhile, you're destroying your health. You're actually yeah. destroying your your psychological health too. Yeah. I guess. And, and um, it's creating a, a situation which, again, is pushing you further and further away from that connection. You know? Yeah, from, um, from the real foundations of health. Yes. From the real foundations yes. of health, yes. yeah. Um, Mike says, I have restricted all carbs, eating 80% fruit for the last three weeks. I have now a very high mental energy and Good need to be careful on when I eat. Example, eating fruit at 9 p.m. I cannot sleep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be eating at 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean, yeah. that is very late. Yeah. yeah. I let, let that old digestive tract have yeah. a nice rest before you get to sleep. Even yeah. fruit, which is pretty rapidly digesting. Yeah. 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 So there's there's something to keep in mind, Mike. If you so, what would you recommend there to to eat at like six p.m. or something? Maybe. Yeah, or, I'm I'm a pretty you know. big fan of leaving a good three hours between your yes. last bite and yeah. when you when yeah. you go to Unless sleep. Mike's going to sleep at midnight or something. Well, I hope 
isn't because that's way <laughs> because out of whack with this circadian rhythm. That's another yeah. thing, isn't it? Yes, it's because huge. sleep is another thing that's very, very, you know, you work with that, don't oh, you? Oh, my it's, goodness me. Sleep yeah. is is like that's 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 the great untapped frontier in terms of health improvement. Yeah. People do not get enough yeah. sleep. What's there. with society where there's a big bravado of like, oh, I went on three hours sleep last night. This came up in one of our recent uh, Vegan Hour episodes yeah. with, with a guest and, and same thing. It was just like, I've noticed it's a real prevalent thing. Oh right? yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I don't know, it's supposed to be a sign of your... Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's all it, exactly, and it's um, it's the whole way that we've got things backwards, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it, it's we, we've totally got it backwards. It's like yeah. I would rather come to work or something and say, "Hey, I, I had nine hours sleep last night." It's like that's what I want to I want to boast about. Hundred <laughs> percent, yes, yes. You Most know. people are not getting nearly the quality or quantity of sleep that they really need to thrive. And you can't and even talk to them until they've had a coffee or two in the morning. <laughs> that's right. You don't want to talk to them; they're really grumpy. And the knock-on effect of that, of course, is yeah. they are using caffeine and then they're craving yeah. carbohydrates. And, and and you know, there's very very clear evidence that if you deprive a person of, of sleep or you interrupt their sleep or you restrict yeah. their sleep for just one night, yeah. they'll eat about four or five hundred extra calories the following day. For just one night. Just one night. Yep. Just one night of restricted. So sleep. the flow-on effect is they're going to be they're going to be putting on weight. Obviously, they're going to be putting on weight. They're going to be eating just really crappy food because that that's what that's what their body sort of you know drives them to eat as a stimulant essentially. They're going to develop yeah. a caffeine addiction. Yeah, and then of course they're too tired to exercise, right? So the thing that would actually get you better quality of sleep, which is get more physically active during the day, they're too tired to do. Yeah. Because their circadian rhythm is so stuffed, for want of a more technical <laughs> yeah, term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sadly, we all know a lot of people that fit into that category. But yeah. and even if you know somebody watching tonight fits into that category, Robin is able to help you yeah. uh, with Empower Total Health and and look at your whole life. Yeah, you know, your whole look, lifestyle. Basically, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and of course, because yeah. there are so many components to lifestyle medicine, it's, it's not mm. really possible to address them all at once. No. So, so I like to look for the point of highest leverage. And you know, because oh, sometimes people say, "Oh, look, you know, I know what I need to do is get more active," but I take right. a look at their life and say, "Actually, you need to get to bed earlier. Let's focus on that first, and then yeah. you'll actually have the energy to get up earlier in the morning and, and be exercise. more active." But if we yeah. try to get you out of bed to yeah. exercise when you've had four hours sleep, this is not going to end well <laughs> no. <laughs> no you're going to stress the body to the point yeah. where it's going to create you're going to get sick you're going to have an yeah. injury you're going to have yeah. an accident you'll set yourself so far yeah. back in fact talking about that i i noticed that you uh, you you've actually achieved uh, you've reversed chronic medically incurable conditions yeah, I mean, there's some, of, some of the things I've got down here, type 2 diabetes, yes. high blood pressure, rheumatoid yeah. arthritis, oh, yeah. Crohn's disease. Oh, man. Wow. The, and these That's are fantastic. diseases that once once you're diagnosed with them, you know, yeah. um, the, med, the medical route is basically, okay, you're going to take these drugs, you're going to take them every day for the rest of your life. Eventually, some or all of them will stop working. Uh, we'll have to give you higher dosages. We'll have to add extra drugs. And so, you know, I've seen, oh, I think one guy who was on, Okay, let me let me get this straight. He was on three drugs for his blood pressure. He was on three for his rheumatoid arthritis. He was on a cholesterol lowering drug. Gee, I'm missing one out. There was another one too. I know wow. he was on nine. It's sad. Uh, and in the space of six months, he got off all of them. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Turned the rheumatoid arthritis around, became wow. non-diabetic. Like his endocrinologist said, I'm discharging you. Like, maybe yeah. come see me yeah. in a year if you're bored. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, just, I just don't need to see you anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's empowering for you to be able to help people like that. Best job in the world. But definitely, have to be, <laughs> definitely. But also, you know, you're giving life to a life. Yeah. You know, you're giving them their life yeah. back. And, and, and you, know? you know, it is so, it is just such a miserable existence. Yeah, you know, too. People, yeah. people, unless well, they, unless they have psychological issues that, well, that I can't even begin to describe, they don't want to swallow a handful of pills every day. Yes. No one really yeah. wants to do that. How do, how did, how does, I want to touch on that as well, the psychological issues. If somebody presents to you with psychological issues, yeah. um, how effective uh, can you be in, in helping them in that area? You know, can you yeah, well, I mean, 
to start at, at the broadest level again, if a person's not sleeping well, mm. I mean, are you a happy camper when you haven't slept well? Like, how's your mood? You get a little irritable, a little tetchy. <laughs> you won't see me doing a live stream when I haven't slept well. <laughs> so, you know, um, if you start at that very basic level, just yeah. getting people to, to sleep more, more soundly and, and, yeah. and longer often, yeah. um, getting them exercising, like there is yeah. really rock solid evidence that people who exercise every day, they have a lower risk of developing depression. They have a low risk of becoming anxious. If they are already depressed or anxious, yeah. exercise is more effective than, than standard pharmacological treatment. If they're already depressed If they're already or depressed or anxious, they yes. are better off getting a yes. gym membership. <laughs> Although, actually using to it. be fair, somebody that's depressed or anxious mightn't be confident enough to, or motivated enough 100%. to get a gym membership. Yes, that, that, so, is, that is absolutely So then right. what would yeah. a solution be? Go out walking, running, something like yeah. that maybe? Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. So. And of course, one of the issues with depression is is just that, that uh, and there are different, different, different kind of, I suppose, types of depression, but many mm. people who are depressed, like it's very hard to activate. They, mm. they, they have extreme lethargy. And so, yes. you know, getting them hooked up with a walking group or get personal trainer mm. will actually come to their house and knock on their door and you know come inside and basically get them out of bed that, that that's what really, needs to yes it's often what needs to happen yeah because they've just got to get them over that initial hump yeah hump. they've got to get over the yeah. hump but if yeah. they have a human being who says i yeah. care about you yes i'm not letting you off the book yes. i'm you know i'm going to be yes. i'm going to be a hard ass with you but i'm doing it because i care about you yes then that that really yes. gets yeah that, if once you get people over the hump they realize oh heck you know i mean let's face it when you're unfit exercise really sucks like the first time you do it it hurts that's true. It hurts when yeah. you're doing it. It hurts when you finish it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But if, if you can... Running's the worst exercise in the world. I tried it once. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah but, but if you but keep at about, it, it gets fun. What about all the people in the world? And, and you know, I've been there myself. So, I, you know, and, and I know plenty of other people that have been in a position where, um, to some extent, you're able to hold down, uh, you know, a job yeah. and, and maybe even have a partner, have a family and whatever. But you're still within yourself. You're still really isolated. You're still yeah. dealing with depression. Yeah. And and but you're not really presenting it to the world. So you're in this sort of position where you need to get over the hump, but you can't. But you're not presenting that you have the hump. And this and this you know? is where I really draw it's, on EFT matrix. Ah, priority. good. Good. That's yes. that's where they come yeah. into their own. Yes. What what you're looking at there is a person who has a lot of beliefs about themselves yes. that are really, really undermining their, their capacity to change. Yes, definitely. So back to the worthiness yeah. issue. Yeah. Or, or just I mean if you've if you've been told, as unfortunately many mm. people were as mm. kids, you're a loser, you're hopeless, you never make anything of, of yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, it's a deep programming, a very hard one. On is it possible to work past that to yes, get past it is. that program? It yeah. is. Yeah. It and EFT can help with that. EFT yeah. and Matrix for imprinting in particular, especially Fantastic. all of that really, really yeah. deep childhood program. Yes. I, I yeah. use Matrix for imprinting. Yeah. I lean on it so heavily for that. That's not one that I've ever done. I've done a lot of the other things. I call EFT on steroids. <laughs> I'm curious to find yeah. out more about this now. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. it's EFT sort of that that's targeted specifically at, at memories, but particularly yeah. at learning, at the lessons. When I say lessons, yeah. I mean the, the false or limiting lessons that we learn. So, for example, a person who's been sexually abused, the lesson yeah. they learn from that is I'm broken. Right. Um, there was something wrong with me which made my abuser abuse me. That's right. what they learned from that. Yes. Abusers are pretty good at drumming that message. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that's oh, yeah. part of the modus that, operandi that's of, a, true. of an abuser. That's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's a that's a learning that really needs to be kind of you know you got to you got to get into that brain yes. with matrix frame printing yeah. and dig that learning out, unlearn it, and then put in the new message, which is you're fine. Your abuser was really messed up. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm hearing also when you're saying that I'm I'm hearing um, some of the teachings of Byron Katie when she teaches. Yeah. Um, you know, who would you be without the story? Oh, it's so powerful, isn't it? it? Is. Just the four questions, yeah. you know. So you're familiar with? Oh, with I, it. I yes. totally yeah. am. That and is, and, if, is and and this is something that I, that I spoke about a lot on in, in my live streams and that. If you've never come across Byron Katie's work, what I love about it personally is that you can go there, you can do the questions for free. Yeah. You can go to the work of Byron Katie to the yep. website. Yep. You can do the questions for free. You can go to YouTube and listen to hundreds of hours yep. of Byron Katie with clients. And you can see practical real world examples yeah. of a person that was believing a certain story about themselves yes. and within 15, 20 minutes, yeah. 
that story has shifted in their mind yeah. because because Katie has just has just challenged the way that they were thinking in a, in a in a way that they in, can, a, in a beautiful in a beautiful loving, loving way. way yes, yes has yes. challenged it and then suddenly and and I and I, the reason why I know this is because I've done this with a life yeah. coach I've done the work so I yeah. know how powerful it is yeah and and suddenly you're like. I never thought that before. There's that awakening. I, I never that. thought that. I hear that, that all the time. Isn't when it? Doing a, EFT. Like, like people just go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like bang! I just opened up to a reality, a realization that I didn't allow myself to think previously. My whole life, I've been in a cage, and I, I didn't even see the bars. And now yeah. someone's just, just handed me a key. I've walked out and gone, heck, is that but, the world? But Look you know that. what's even more powerful? The person that handed them you the key was you actually yourself yeah. you gave yourself yeah. permission yeah. to open the cage that's it. how powerful is that yeah, when we is. realize yes. we put ourselves in that cage with our own thoughts yeah you, and since that just we blows make, my we, mind we make you know? everything in life up we make it all yeah, up we do. right we do. so yeah. so what why not make something up that's a lot more life-affirming? That serves us in a positive, <laughs> healthy, life-affirming way. These yeah. are powerful things. I love yeah. that we've actually touched on this, even though it's take, uh, go, we've got to the almost the end of the hour. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, okay, have we answered questions? Does anyone else have a question? Um, Hop in we now. Have. We have answered, okay. we have answered Sweet. questions. All right. But I love that we've got to that because that is, for me personally, in my journey, the most powerful thing yeah. to learn was that where I'm at is because of the way that I was thinking and feeling and responding to the events that happened in my life. Yes. So I yes. created where I am at. Yes. So I can go, hey, I'm not happy with where I'm at. And look, with, once again, you know, that can be very confronting. And sometimes people oh yeah. will back away from that. They don't want to admit or accept that they that made they... the whole thing up. So it's, so it's so for some people it's, it's not actually empowering it's it's too challenging yeah right yeah okay yeah. Yeah. and and i think it's what you said before like who would you be without your story yeah like, so for some yeah. people they go well like i've lived my whole life in this cage i'm and actually I'm not... quite scared to go outside it. yes okay yeah. this is my safety zone i want yeah. to stay here yeah this is what i'm familiar with it's yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily happy with it but i have a degree of sort of well you comfort know it's that comfort it zone isn't it's it a comfort, a com zone, comfort yeah. zone doesn't yeah. mean oh look there's a lovely easy chair here it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it, it is it is a cage yeah. but but you know what's inside do you feel it. we all do that to some degree i think we do yeah yeah like, I, there's I always, see so much of it there's always areas of your life that we kind of busted through and you go oh that's it like, <laughs> I, I, i've got it and then someone points out to you where you're still in a cage you go damn <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> For all this work. But I mean, I've accepted that now. Like, I'm, yeah. at, at, at 47, I realise I'm never going to be done. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. That's it. I'm never going to yeah. be done. And, that, and, and that's the beauty of life, I think, when, you, when you're encouraged to keep learning and to, and to keep um, growing. And that's, yeah. so, so that I mentioned before that I think one of the crucial, probably the most crucial element of, of, of what, or the crucial thing that, that allows this person to change and that person not to is, is beliefs. And that belief of, of, of that, like seeing myself as a lifelong learner, mm. someone who will mm. never know everything, who mm. will never have all the answers about myself or anything else. That's good. It's like when you embrace that, you go, cool, I'm free to make mistakes, I'm free to screw up, I'm free to learn, I'm yeah. free to change. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Uh, one final comment there from Mike. Assuming you will share the website, it sounds interesting. Oh, so yes. That's, so that's the, the Byron that? Katie website. We'll, yep. we'll share that. And um, right. also um, Robin's, uh, I've got it linked in the top of this live stream. I've got your Empower Total Health uh, site link there. Um, you've got webinars coming up, which we didn't even mention. The oh, next yes. one coming up on Thursday, the 28th of March is yep. the health effects of electromagnetic fields. Yes. Yes, so, I do these monthly deep dive webinars and also monthly webinar. Ask Robin webinars. That, that's all part of my Empowered program. Fantastic. So we'll pop a link in there somewhere. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's yeah. yeah. We can put that in there as well. So if people want to get in, uh, in touch with you, uh, best thing would be to go to your Empower Health. Yeah, go to my website, empowertotalhealth.com.au. Yep. Okay. Um, I've got heaps of good oh, recipes, oh, lots good. of articles. Okay. It's good. it's it's pretty. Pretty big this so, website. So I'm going to start winding up, but I want to. What, what do you think of? Um, I just want to ask you a final question. 
What do you think of the world now as far as vegan awareness and that? Because we didn't really, we talked more, we didn't sort of embrace that side of it so much tonight. But what do you think about in 2019, the, the changes that you're seeing? You've been vegan 14 years. What do you, what do you, uh, what, just a couple of thoughts there. It's, it's extraordinary. Like the, the growth of veganism is, is extraordinary. Mm. Totally, totally unanticipated by me. I expected to be in this tiny minority until I died. And now, Same. <laughs> And now we're not the only gays in the village. <laughs> not the only gay in the village. <laughs> you got the accent pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, so, so no, it's it, it's fantastic. I'm particularly, I'm really inspired by just how many young people are, are taking this on, and it's that's that that's just awesome to see all the you know the, the millennials mm. and the the Gen Zs taking this on. Mm. Like really, for them, for them, it's as normal as like, of course, of course, gay marriage is okay. So yeah. Like, and whoever thought that that wasn't okay how weird is that right there's a, there's been an, an amazing shift and as you say young people are um just looking at things in a way that uh, they're not as indoctrinated maybe yeah. or something and i think social yeah. media has got a little part to yep. play in that, that I agree. It, it allows them to not be so controlled by mass media and that mm -hmm. it allows them to see things that they didn't see before you know yes. and and, and yes. even now as we've seen was it last week uh, last friday uh with the uh, climate change with all the kids coming out yeah. and saying look th th this is you know we, we want to do something about the future yes. of our world you know yes you it's, 40 uh, 50 year old white men like you're just messing it up big time exactly Exactly, yeah. and but it's, it's, so, it's our planet that you're and missing. And it's so up. obvious, you yeah. know, when you when you look at it and you go, it's so obvious that people that don't want to do anything. So the kids are out there like, well, we do want to do yeah. something. So it's, yeah. it's fantastic. And by the way, we're going to be voting in a few years, so listen <laughs> up. Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's a big message uh, there as well. But I'm so. I'm really in, inspired. Just just to answer your question, yeah. I'm so inspired by by the by the growth in this movement. I think it's fantastic that that people can approach it from the ethical angle, the health angle, or the environmental angle, or the social justice angle but no matter what angle you come at it from it's kind of like all those spokes of the wheel they meet in the middle so I'm not one for saying you have to you know you have to be a full tilt ethical vegan from the get-go I think many people come to this because of their own personal health journey but almost all of them end up opening up to the ethical dimensions yes. of it so i'm yeah. just happy to take people like come in through whatever door you want to <laughs> you and know. whatever door you want to come in through robin's very helpful to that uh, very helpful very happy to help you and she's very helpful as well very happy <laughs> to help you with your health with your lifestyle if there's issues that um that you want to talk to robin about then contact her uh through her facebook page but i'll also put up her website as well cool. yep. and i have had the most wonderful time talking with it's you tonight. Me. I reckon we could have. Cool. I reckon we could have done another hour easily. <laughs> we better stop now. We better stop. You guys now. need to go to bed. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's it's really wonderful to to hear from somebody that just has such a knowledge and, and is is so effective in helping people. So thank you very very much for thank coming. Thank you for inviting on, me. On and I, I would love to maybe uh, at another stage in the future have you come back and, and talk part more two. about part yeah. two. We will do a part two All so right. that we don't bore you guys too too much tonight. Thank. <laughs> Thank you for everyone that's been watching. Thank you for um, your questions and that as well. And you can ask questions even after the live stream's finished. And um, also we will have this episode up on uh, my YouTube channel within two days. So let's have a look what's coming up as I wind up. Okay, so in two weeks time on, for episode six on Tuesday the 2nd of April, um, that's just what, after April's Fool's Day, isn't it? Um, I've got Chelsea from Well and Happy Plant-Based Catering, which is apparently Gold Coast's only plant-based catering. I think that's right. So Chelsea will be joining me then. So uh, I look forward to you joining us then as well. So thank you guys for watching. Remember to live vegan, uh, get into the camera here, live vegan and save lives. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Trained it well. <laughs> live vegan and save lives. Have a great week and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, bye everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>